Hello everyone, my name is Isaac, I'm a born-again Christian, I'm a podcaster, and today I'm going to be talking to you about the fruit of the Spirit. But before we kick anything off, let's just first take this time and give this moment to God. God, I come before you today in Jesus' name, Lord, I'm filled with joy because it's your Holy Spirit who's supplying me and providing me with it, Lord. Today's topic is about the fruit of the Spirit and love. Fill me with wisdom to speak to your children and my brother and sister on the other side of this recording. Use me, Jesus, in Jesus' name. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Like we always say, for those of you who aren't tuning in on my on my podcast or on YouTube, for those on the podcast, you know how we do. We just jump right in. But that one phrase that initiates it is, come, Holy Spirit. So as we're going through this, let's do this. So as I mentioned, today's topic is about the fruit of the Spirit. But what is the fruit of the Spirit? Well, I can tell you one thing. It didn't come from me. And I didn't think of it. So let's go right to the source. And that's in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. And it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And then against all things, against such things, there is no law. And the thing about this, as I was reading it, I was thinking, how can one go out into the world and show every single one of these qualities without fault? I can tell you one thing. We're going to show them, but it's without. But we're obviously going to have fault every now and then. But here's the thing. There's so many of them. We all cannot go out. Personally, me, I can't go out into the world and showing every single one of them. They're too many. How, how, how myself can I do it alone? Here's the thing. It's the Holy Spirit who supplies us with this. Who, If we ask the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit provides. If we ask God, God provides. So that leads to my next point. Or actually, I haven't even mentioned. In the fruit of the Spirit, what is the first word? Or well, not the first word, but the first fruit. The fruit of the, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. You see, they intentionally started out with love. I can't tell you why, but I can tell you they didn't say, but the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. I'm looking down because my Bible verse is right here. So, love. Today's topic. I'm not saying self-control is any lower than love because they're just as important. But, today I'm going to be talking to you, like they say in all those podcasts, today I'm going to be talking to you about love in the fruit of the Spirit. So, when we're talking about love, what is love? Well, the first thing that comes to mind when I think about love, let's head to the source. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. So how do you walk in love? Well, as I mentioned, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 gives us directly how we can do that, or at least directly what it means to have love, or what is love? Love is is defined or is given in first corinthians chapter 13 verse 4 is love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it is not proud it does not dishonor others it is not self-seeking it is not easily angered it keeps no record of wrongs love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth it always protects always trusts always hopes always perseveres so, I did say verse 4, so let's stick to verse 4. But in verse 7, it said, it always protects, always trust. See, when if it does say always trust, but 
there comes wisdom in that because you can't go around trusting everybody because not everybody in this world when i say good i mean we none of us are perfect but there are some people who are not you know yeah there comes wisdom in always trusting because if you're just always trusting people anybody you see hearts will be broken i can tell you that but also always trusting so love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast so what does that mean well how can we apply this to our life well we can start off by living a life of love what does that mean with us well being the jesus that people can experience if we're living a life according to this verse if we were to swap every single one of those words have you heard this jesus is love in the bible it says jesus is love i can't tell you exactly where but it says jesus is love so if we were to pray, replace that word love love is patient love is kind and replace it with jesus is patient jesus is kind it jesus does not envy jesus does not boast jesus is not proud you can keep going on and on like that so in your life how are you walking and living a life of love showing others being the jesus that somebody can say man what is it that when i look at everybody in this crowd you 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 stick out like a sore thumb there's something in you that i see in you that i don't see in everybody else if somebody were to ask you that question and you are showing these qualities that's when you say well let me tell you about the jesus i have inside my heart so as i mentioned in this verse if you replace the, that word love with jesus I can tell you one thing. That's your first step to walking in love. First of all, it's acknowledging it and then choosing to abide by it. And that leads to my next point. What is not love? I can tell you one thing. Bullying is not love. That's almost the exact opposite of love. This is verse in Matthew chapter 10 verse 40 and it goes, "Anyone who welcomes you welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. What does that mean? I actually when I was reading this to my brother, actually when I was making these notes for the podcast or in this YouTube channel wherever you guys are joining in from, I read that out loud because I was trying to, you know, sometimes you just got to read something out loud so it can make sense inside your brain. I read that out loud and my brother was like, my brother was like, "What? What does that mean?" So Let me break it down for you. Anyone who welcomes and by the way, if you have by the way, if you have your physical Bible or whichever version, it doesn't even matter. This text is in red, meaning that Jesus himself said this. So when it says me, it's not me Isaac or the person reading it, but Jesus himself. Jesus spoke this with his own lips. Anyone who welcomes me open arms. Oh, you can't see I'm <laughs> Anyone who welcomes me. Oh no, anyone who welcomes you me and you or anybody welcomes me and anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me who sent Jesus God the father did so in your life if you're seeking God if you're seeking God the father you're like god i want to grow my relationship with you first things first you got to welcome Jesus into your life you got to welcome Jesus into your heart is Jesus in your heart cuz this is verse that goes you can not please god without faith don't quote me on that <laughs> you see 
in our lives, it's, without faith, you cannot please God. So what is faith? Well, faith in Jesus, in whatever, in whatever circumstance in your life that you're going through. Do you have faith in Jesus? So anyone and anyone who welcomes you welcomes me. There's another verse to add, some, to add value to that. It's in Matthew 18, verse 5. So it's a little bit after that. And Jesus himself is still saying this. Anyone who welcomes... Anyone who welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. So who is this specific child? You and me. We're all children of God. So if you're going out and you're bullying people, can I tell you something? Let me open your eyes a little bit. If you're going out and you're mistreating people, you're treating God the exact same way. That's how you're treating God. How you're treating others, you're treating God. That may not make a lot of sense, but and whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. So if you're welcoming a child, if you're welcoming, let me, let me use my brother as, my, as an example. If I'm welcoming my brother Isaiah, I'm welcoming Jesus. And if I'm welcoming Jesus, I'm welcoming the Father. Does that make a little bit more sense? I hope. So, in this verse, the one thing that stood out, or I can also relate to, is because the way that you treat people reflects on God. So, if you're treating this person with love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, that's exactly how you're treating God the Father. And that leads to my next point. Where in your life are you experiencing love? Where in your life are you experiencing love the most? For me personally, I experience love the most with my family. And I can say that as a testimony. God has blessed me with an amazing family. Where I can go home, whether if I've accomplished something, I know for sure I'll go home and I'll be congratulated. Whatever it is, it doesn't even matter. I'll be welcomed with open arms. Even if I mess up, of course, I'm going to have to take the beating. <laughs> but here's the thing. Another thing, another place that I'm welcomed is my church community. I have an amazing church community. If you didn't know, I live in Washington, and I go to a church called Evergreen Church, and the community there is just so loving and caring, especially the pastor and all the youth. And when I, every Wednesday, I go to youth, and I'm welcomed there too, and I'm loved there too. And guess what? It's not a one-way thing. It's a double-sided relationship. I got to show love too. I got to do my part because if I'm not doing it, then what about the people who come into church? Because if I'm a part of that church, what about the newcomers? Are they saying, man, they're not so welcoming because of a first experience? If I'm the first person to meet the newcomer, the first experiences of the church is the first person to meet them. So if I'm like, I bat a shoulder and I turn away from them when they're asking for help or assistance, what am I giving off? Am I giving off love? Probably not. What is not love? I'm not bullying in this moment, but I can tell you something. It ain't love. I remember, actually, it was this Wednesday where my youth pastor, he was talking about the, he was talking about community. Actually, that was what the sermon was about. And the one thing he talked about was, if you're coming to church for the karaoke and the TED Talks, and for that one TED Talk, and when he says karaoke, he means the worship music, the praise and worship. And when he means the TED Talk, he means the pastor sermon. If you're coming for those two things, and then you're walking out and going home after that, 
You just missed the whole point. Can I tell you something? That karaoke and that TED Talk, that's what you get to experience daily with God. That worship that you experience, living a life of worship and praise and worship in songs and hymns. That's what you get to experience with God daily. And that's TED Talk. I guess you can say you also you can also come to church on Sunday or whatever you come to for not motivation, but also not really inspiration. But, you know, sometimes the Holy Spirit convicts us of what we've done wrong. We get to experience that on Sundays, too. But every single day. So if you're coming to church for those two things, you've missed the entire point. You should be coming to church for community. God has called us as a community to gather. And the one thing he mentioned was that God the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, they need each other as community. And so if God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit need each other, how much more do we need each other as brothers and sisters? And I may say brothers and sisters, and there are people who are like way older than me, like 20 or 30 years older than me, or younger than me. I'm saying that's my brother or my sister. I'm not looking down on them, but we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Remember that child? Remember that I said child? You see, that one child, whoever welcomes one such child in my name, welcomes me. If I'm welcoming them, I am welcoming Jesus. And let's go back to that example. If I'm welcoming Jesus, I'm welcoming the one who sent Jesus, God the Father. So that leads to the next point. Love is not a saying. Love is doing. And there's this verse in 1 John chapter 3, verse 18, and it says, Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. So what does that mean for us? Well, have you heard that saying, faith without works is dead? That's exactly what is being implied here. So living a life filled in love. You said the, the pre, in our first point about walking in love, I said living a life of love. But now we're talking about living a life filled in love. So if you're going to live a life of worship, you're going to live a life. that. What, what does that mean, first of all? Living a life of worship is living a life glorifying God. Where in everything that you're doing, wherever God has called you, like for me, like during, I wouldn't say, because now it's summertime for me. It's summer break. I get to sit back and relax. No more homework, none of that. But I can tell you one thing. Back when there was school... God at that moment was calling me to be a student. So if I was excelling in what I was doing, if I was doing my homework, submitting it on time, you know, doing the thing God has called me to do, that's living a life of worship because I'm doing what God has called me to do. And I did say excelling. Maybe you're not doing so well in school. It is okay because you can always ask for help. I'm just saying if you're doing your part and you're doing it to the best that you can do it, I can tell you one thing, that's living a life of worship. If you're doing what God has called you to do. So going back to living a life filled in love. What is love again? Love is patient. Love is kind. And remember how I separated living a life filled in love and living a life of love. The difference between being living a life filled with love is that it's the Holy Spirit who's providing you with that love relying on the holy spirit to supply you with that love that patience 
when that hard-headed sibling, that hard-headed person on the street, that, I'm not going to say hard Actually, that's a really bad word to use. Forgive me for saying that. But that one person who is pushing your buttons to the maximum, and you just want to say, oh, man, so just wanna, you just want to let it all out. Can I tell you something? It's the Holy Spirit who we should depend on and call on in that time. Because we don't want to do anything that we'll regret. Right? Can I get an amen? Are you guys still here? Are you still awake? Yeah. So to end it off, there's a song that I was listening to right before this. Actually, that was on my mind when I first woke up. It was a song called Like You by Aaron Cole. Aaron Cole feat of featuring Toby Mac and Tarn Wells. And it went... If I'm going to be more of anything, I just want to be more like you. That was Aaron Cole's part. And then Taron Wells' part was pretty similar. But the part that Toby Mac sang, peace, joy, love that you're given. I am changed by your spirit. Peace, joy, love that you're given. See that part right there? That's the fruit of the spirit. And guess what we're talking about today? I hope you didn't forget Fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace that you're given. So if any of you who are watching this video right now and you're one of the praise and worship team, please, please, please do let, let me not let me not walk up to you one day. It's like, man, your voice is so good. You should join the praise and worship team. Can I tell you something? If I wanted to be on the praise and worship team. I would have been on the praise of worship team a long time ago. But I am where I am today. I'm going to live a life of worship. I'm going to live a life filled in love and of love. Walking in love. If that makes sense? Replay the video. God bless you guys. And I pray you guys all have a fantastic day. Peace. Recording stopped.